the volume. It's the best gambling show ever presented by FanDuel. Football season is here and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, easy to use. FanDuel always has exclusive offers. When you win, you'll get paid fast. FanDuel has also a ton of ways to play. You got the spread, the money line, the over-unders, team totals, player props, and so much more. Jump into the action at any time during the game with live betting. You can combine multiple bets from the same game in a same game parlay and even try out same game parlay plus. So use promo code Monaco and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more this football season. Disclaimer, 21 plus in select states. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com forward slash RG, Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342, Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat, Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT, Indiana, visit ksgamblinghelp.com, Kansas, 1-877-770. Stop Louisiana 18778-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text Hope New York 467-369. Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789-1-800-522-4700 Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net West Virginia. Start the NFL season. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome back into another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. Hey, we went 9-0 in the Super Bowl. Even pick Cooper Cup MVP. Go read and weep on my picks on the Action Network. And we come back and we pick up where we left off. 3-1 and one on Week one's outing on the show. We got the Monaco Money Meter $500 pot. We put $50 a play in. We went three and one. We're up $9,500. Cashing on the Ravens over the Jets. Cashing on the Bucks over the Cowboys. Got a Scotty Van Bad beat on the Panthers, to be honest, because a 59-yarder kicked by a rookie on the road was a reason why we lost because our Chiefs Chargers cupcake money line parlay cashed like a Gentlemen, so we go three and one. We come in, we're feeling good. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review all things sports gambling with Moneyline Monaco. I'm on social Moneyline Monaco TikTok. You can watch me. I am a emotional up and down roller coaster, and I am firing on everything. I mean, you want to talk about my work week? We're talking about MLB baseball galore, Champions League. I'm up and down tennis here and there. It's a doozy, but we dive in here. Don't forget, all things Volume Sports. Shout out Joey Burr in the building, newest member of the Volume Sports. It's truly the best platform. Uncle Colin with an all-time Johnny Stockton. It's just an honor and pleasure to be here. want to make sure we do good work and we give you winning picks. So without further ado, let's dive in headfirst into the week two pool. 
I'm going back to a couple of teams this week that I went on last week. This is an interesting slate. A lot of different ways you could go. I will throw out some leans at the end because I do feel good on a couple of these games. Not enough to dive in head first, but I do feel comfortable going in on this Ravens team minus three and a half at home against the Dolphins. I am loving it. I am not liking it. I am McDonald's loving it. This Ravens team defensively week one against the Jets. And I know it was Flacco. I know it was the Jets. But I mean, my gosh, through three quarters until garbage time, really, they give up a field goal, a field goal. The defense is so unbelievably fundamentally sound for this team. And they were without a couple of their key guys last year, including Marcus Peters. Love to see him back and healthy. This club, where do you look if you're Tua trying to capitalize on moving the football against this team, knowing that the Dolphins ran with their new acquisition at running back, Chase Edmonds, for 25 yards on 10 carries. You ran the ball against New England last week at the most with your number one running back for 25 yards. If you think that Tua, who's nice and cozy in his little Ace Ventura laces out there in South Florida bubble is going to go into a ruckus environment in Baltimore for a home opener and blow your socks off. You're out of your Tinseltown mind, Jerry. All right, Lamar Jackson. And let's not forget, this man didn't get paid. He's on a contract year. He's also from the area in Florida. This is his favorite team going, growing up, if I'm not mistaken. This game, especially with what the win streak broke last year in Miami between these two, means a lot, I feel, to Lamar. And I love the fact that he came out through three tugs, two of them to DuVernay, one to Bateman. When we know there's questions about the weapons on this team, particularly because they lost Hollywood Brown. Outside of Mark Andrews, where do they go? Dobbins in play. So for them to not establish a run game, for them, though, still easily with, with ease, cover that six and a half against the Jets. I mean, you got to love it. Coming home against Tua. And I got to be honest, I watched that game against New England. You put up three points in the second half after being up 17-0. I mean, you're up 17-0 at halftime, my guy, McDaniel. And you put up three points in the second half. Yeah, you do that against the Ravens. That three and a half number is going to get <laughs> get up to eight and a half, nine and a half live real quick. We'll say that. I don't know where we feel comfortable. Where do we feel comfortable about backing the Dolphins here? Because if you go to the public money right now, this is even more conviction of what I love. The tickets, the bet slips are on Miami. The money's on the Ravens. The money is on the Ravens. Not an enormous amount of discrepancy between the two. Not quite pros versus Joes to playoff teams. But if you look right now and see that the money, you can go to Vegas Insider, a couple other sites, the money is coming in on Baltimore, but the public is on the Dolphins. There's a little bit of element of fandom here. I think everyone's crowning this Dolphins team. Like literally, they're, they're the team to beat. The new team to beat, if you will. 25 yards running, three points in the second half. What are we going to do when they can't run the ball 
for Miami, and they got to rely. Tyreek Hill was playing three flies up with two jump balls on Sunday. I saw that ball. Let's 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 call a spade a spade. I mean, literally, an abysmal, unthinkable toss-up ball. Tyreek went and grabbed it. And Tyreek, he's acting like a great actor like De Niro during the holidays promoting a Christmas movie. The Christmas movie is going to be trash, my guy. We know you're a good actor. We know you're a good player. Stop selling us on this movie that's Tua Tugaviola. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Stop crowning him. He went against the Ravens last year. Mediocre numbers. Eight for 13? Oh, my gosh. Lamar will absolutely, absolutely rise to the occasion in this outing. Just know, if you take the Dolphins, you are on the public side. You are on the fan side. Three and a half is a tricky number. I'm not worried about it. There is a world where you listen to this and you get a better number. You get a number, you get a minus three. If you get a minus three, you have to do it. Laying minus 180, you don't want to. I I would put them in a parlay potentially, but there's other teams you'd rather put in a parlay. I got a three-team teaser at the end of the show. If it doesn't hit, I'm going to walk cross country like Forrest Gump, grow a beard, think about my life, Start reading for the first time since Roald Dahl's Matilda. That's how drastic I will go if my three-team teaser at the end of the show doesn't hit. So I'm feeling gorgeous and very confident, very confident about the Ravens, who are, by the way, 7-2 and two in their last night against Miami. 7-2. and 7-2. and two. Second pick. Let's get into it. I was on this team last year, last week. I am eager to jump on the line. I'm going to take the Panthers again, again, plus two on the road against the New York football giants. Another situation where I think recency bias plays a factor. We get a team that lost, shouldn't have lost on an unbelievable comeback, which I was very impressed with. Very, very impressed with how the Browns came up and this is this was the narrative last week in a couple of different situations, and I, I got to be honest, I got to own the L. I thought that the player that left the team was going to best the team. I thought it, w- it was going to be the case with Russell Wilson Monday night against the Seahawks. It wasn't. I thought it was going to be Baker Mayfield against the Browns. It wasn't. But Baker was serviceable. He He really was. And you look at where this Giants got their offense from last weekend against the Titans. I mean, this game was a two-touchdown game. The Giants didn't score a a basket. They're trolling at the beer pong table at halftime. Yet a long run with Saquon. Yet a lucky busted coverage play to Sterling Shepard. Outside of that, we are talking about possessions, plural. Dable's pulling out his hair. He doesn't even have any hair. He's screaming at Daniel Dimes. I can't watch this. What are we doing? Throwing red zone interceptions. Nothing new here. Okay? They got lucky in that game. They really did. Let's remind ourselves, the Giants last year, and and Dable's changing the company culture. I give him credit. It's a different aura, different team. But this team didn't win back-to-back wins last year once. Once. 
Let me tell you something about Baker Mayfield. Can't go back last year. This man's only two games under 500 as a starter in, in the NFL. Let's not forget it. This man wins games. He, he's, he's breaking White Crash's rule number six a lot of the time and drawing t- attention to himself in a negative way, but he is a winner, especially when he loses the week before. Six times last year out of seven, six out of seven times the Browns lost, Baker came back and got him a W. Baker came back and got him a W. So you tell me, you tell me what team you want to back. A team that Saquon Barkley accounted for almost 60% of the offense last week with Danny Dimes. Or a team that put up 17 points in the fourth quarter. The Browns are a top 10 defense, are they not? They're certainly on the, the top half, quality-wise, uh, of defensive clubs in the league. And a team that lost, that's coming in, and Baker in his one game versus the Giants, granted it was a little little bit ago, but my guy had 126 passer rating on 27 and 32, throwing the ball. McCaffrey, first game action a while, didn't really get going. I like that Robbie Anderson's got tickets to the game, got going. Nice long tug. I expect DJ Moore to be more involved. There, there was a little bit of, we need to see how this offense can go out the gate with a new quarterback. Little trials and trips. The Giants are a good defense. I'm not going to sit here and tell you otherwise. Tannehill, you're going to see some regression from this Titans offense this year. I'm just telling you right now. It, it's, it's, they beat a good team. They didn't beat a great team. And let's not forget what the Panthers' defense can bring to the table. There was only four teams that threw the ball that that held offensive quarterbacks to under 200 yards passing last year. The Panthers were one of one of four teams to hold quarterbacks to under 200 yards passing. And the Panthers were one of them. So what I'm, what I'm getting at is if you're breaking down the keys of this game, if Baker Mayfield can just manage and manage and manage and not try to play outside of his comfort zone. The Giants are a team that is prone to mistakes. They don't play fundamentally sound football. Now they may turn that aura around in due time. I don't see it for this week in this game. Public money is leaning Panthers. Gotta be honest. I am on that side. This is a week to week league. All right. We're also getting two. You might even get two and a half. I'm not telling you to take the Panthers' money line. Take the points. Look at the game last week. The Giants won by one. Could very well happen again. I'll go with the team that had 17 points in the fourth quarter last week, but did it against a very good defense. Tennessee's a good defense, but remind yourselves how it happened. How did it happen for the Giants? Busted coverage, freak run. If Saquon somehow doesn't get off again, which we haven't seen in multiple years for multiple weeks in a row, what? We get a top four pass defense from last year going against Danny Nichols, Danny Pennies, whatever you want to call him. Give me the Panthers plus two. I'm going right back to Simp City here. I'm swallowing a large amount of points. 
I am swallowing a large. Let's fix the fro here. Amount of points. I'm taking the Green Bay Packers on FanDuel. Minus nine and a half. It has moved to as high as 10. I'm getting it at nine and a half. I am fading the Chicago Bears, everyone's favorite team this week. Why? Ask yourself why. They played in a monsoon, all right? School was canceled, and the kids played outside in week one. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. The Bears didn't score at all in the first half. At all. They had 12 points in the fourth. They had 19 in the game, all right? Fields was 8 for 17 for 121 yards. Is this flag football numbers at recess? I know. It was weather contingent. I'm telling you, this team offensively should be inept, inept this year. Okay. Herbert was serviceable, nine for 45 on the ground. But you take away that Dante Pettis touchdown for 50 yards. Oh my gosh. The next man for receptions, David Montgomery, three for 24. Pringle, no, no plural, one for 22. And then St. Brown had one for 18. Ladies and gentlemen, a running back, a running back led this Bears team in receptions. Okay. And they went against a guy who had so much pressure on him and Trey Lance that I don't think the man had any idea any idea what kind of environment he was walking into at Soldier Field with a defense that was ready to feast. But here's the exciting thing, is that the Packers looked abysmal. They looked unwatchable last year, week one. 35-3, the Saints beat them. Okay, they messed around, came back, smacked the Lions around. 35-17, week two, easy cover. Here we are. And I'm going to spell it out for you. This is betting in the NFL. Week to week. No better time to men in black than right now. Forget what happened with Aaron Rodgers on the road. Aaron Rodgers against the Vikings on the road normally catches an L. That's a normal spot to lose. I was trying to be, I was trying to be smart and cute and take the Packers live in that Vikings game. No. Bakhtiari out, Jenkins out, two tackles out in your number one receiver with two rookies coming in, and you got Cobb and Watkins, and that's it with Tanyan. They didn't call the game correctly. The game for this offense, and it's going to be hard for a back-to-back MVP to agree, but they need to run the ball with their two-headed monster because Dylan and Jones were both running the ball well last week against the Vikings. They went away from it. If Aaron Rodgers can correct his energy, which he did not till the end of the game, because again, most couples in the middle of an argument can't collect their composure. Brady does, Rodgers doesn't. Don't even get me started on the psychology behind Aaron Rodgers. Party of one, no wife, no kids. Aaron Rodgers, know this. 6-0 and straight up. Five and one versus the spread at Lambeau versus Chicago in his last six has not lost to the Bears. 
since not only pre-pandemic, well, well before 2018, I was doing a betting show in Vegas. Moneyline Monica wasn't even birthed. I didn't have a dad bod in the first trimester. So many different things in life were happening the last time Aaron Rodgers lost the Bears. He's 22 and five against him. Last year, this team, three and one after a loss. This team last year, they were the best home favorite and cover in the NFL. They only didn't cover two times at home. One of them was in the playoffs. You have to feel good also, and I can't believe it, but the money, the public, the tickets are on the Bears. What? I know it's a divisional opponent and an enormous number. You can make the same case for the Seahawks and the Niners, right around the same number, eight and a half, nine and a half, pending when you fire on FanDuel. You probably want to take the Seahawks. Remind yourself of the outlier game. The Sharps, the pros, they will tell you the biggest factor for a live dog in sports betting is weather. And that weather mucked up everything. The Bears might have covered the seven. I I don't see them winning that game. There's no way. There's no way. The Bears only won two in a row twice last year. They only won two in a row. And the Packers beat them in two different ways. They beat them in that 45-30 shootout. The second time, they beat them by 10 in a humble defense-led the offense first time. They beat them by 10 both times. Okay? Aaron Rodgers, at home against Lambeau? Uh, are the Bears at Lambeau? Hasn't lost to Chicago since 2015. In Lambeau. Just straight up. He's not losing. He's not losing this game. Okay, since Rodgers' first year as a starter, the Packers as a home favorite are the best in the NFL. Okay, they're the only team to cover over 60%. Aaron Rodgers, 65-39 and and three pushes against the spread as a home favorite since the first year he started under center. Okay? The Bears since that same year, second worst road underdog cover in the entire NFL at 42%. You come with me, we're 62.5% historically. You go against me, you're jamming with 42%, and you're on the public side. The Bears don't know what they are yet. I'm not saying the Packers have it all figured out. If LaFleur, if he can get a little bit on his Globo gym here, okay, uh, the other LaFleur, And not play like he's trying to keep up with the other team. It was like they're trying to go tit for tat on offense. Stop running the ball through Aaron Rodgers. Have a collective conversation. Run to pass, run to pass, run to pass. Aaron Rodgers will pick you apart if that's the case. I love a heavy favorite and a big number here. If the Bears cover, the Bears cover. I. And picking this week, except for the Ravens, teams off losses that are going to be hungry. And historically, the numbers are on my side. And we wrap up. 
with a cupcake teaser. We had a cupcake parlay last week. We were on the Chargers over the Raiders, which wasn't cupcake per se, and we had the Chiefs over the over the Cardinals. Both ended up covering, but we hit them on a plus 117, I believe. This one brought to you by FanDuel. Three-team teaser, eight points. You can tease me, tease me, lemon, squeeze me all you want up to 10 if you want. I want even money. Plus 100. I'm putting the Packers in there to, to win the game. This brings it down to minus one and a half. I'm on the Rams minus two and a half at home against the Falcons. And I'm on the Broncos minus one and a half at home against the Texans. Even money. If the Rams can't beat the Falcons on 10 days of prep. If the Broncos at home can't beat the Texans who blew a 20 to three lead against the Colts and the Packers who absolutely own the Bears can't beat them straight up. I told you. I'm walking across the country. Let's start. You know why I'm on the Packers? Not going not, not gonna to dive in. Let's start with the Broncos here. Fresh off that Monday L. I was on the wrong side. And I took Broncos live money line. Sick to my stomach. Canceling dates over here. They didn't give up a second half point. The Broncos defense. As abysmal as Hackett's offensive play calling. Clock management. Lack of being in that moment, knowing what to do, leaning on your veteran quarterback, all of it. Baby back, 60-plus yard field goal, all of it. The defense shut Geno Smith down in the second half. They didn't give up a point, a basket. There was a lot of things I saw with that Broncos team they're going to correct. Why was Gordon getting the ball more than Javante Williams? I'm watching the Manning cast. Shannon's going ballistic. I'm going ballistic. Williams got seven for 40 for 43. Gordon got 12 for 58. Why? I'm not saying I don't like Melvin Gordon. Why is he on the goal line when you have a stud potential breakout running back for the Broncos? Infuriating. We take a look at the Texans. They could be pesky. They did improve defensively. They're still the Texans. This is still a team that is expected to win four games. They dropped five of seven on the road last year on the spread. On the spread, they gave up 20 to three, like faster, faster than me breaking my intermittent fasting at noon. Can't wait to get to the carbs, baby. That team collapsed at the end. Russ, home field advantage against a team inferior off a loss. There is zero reason why the Broncos should lose this game. And they have, they have to have this game. They're in the AFC West for goodness sakes. And then I'm going to take the Rams. All right. The Rams and Sean McVay off a loss last year. They only lost back to back one time. It was a three game lose streak. They only lost two times in a row, which was three, one time last year. Ten days off to sit on that Bills out. They did a lot wrong as well. Didn't get Allen Robinson involved. Cam Akers with a fantasy goose egg. We can't hear that enough. I do contest, though, until that fourth quarter, the Rams played pretty darn good defense against your NFL MVP favorite, Josh Allen, and one of the most prolific offenses in the league. I do think that the Falcons cover at 10 and a half is an enormous number, enormous, but they also gave up 17 points down the stretch in the fourth quarter to the saints. 
the Falcons are going to Falcons like the Chargers are going to charge. Like the Jets are going to Jet. I think it's a huge number. Now, will Cordell Patterson run for 5.5 yards a carry against this Rams defense? Absolutely not. This Rams defense was top five in sacks and interceptions. I can't say it enough last year. And I think there's a world where they got better outside of R. Miller and the Bobby Wagner swap. This team, it just comes down to execution. The Falcons defense has a ton of holes in it. You saw it in that comeback for the Saints. If Jameis can come back against him, Stafford certainly can. But I don't think this team's going to trail. I think this Rams team comes out, establishes dominance, has a much better game plan. And Sean McVay is a photographic memory. Let's not forget it. This man is well aware, well aware of every single play that he called. He's going to take this personally. It's the first time since 1999, people, that both Super Bowl representatives from both conferences last week won. Shouldn't have happened. And the Rams got a tough draw. That was a Super Bowl preview matchup. Bengals got trapped, but that was a tough, tough draw. I got the Rams in a bounce back spot. My other leans for this week, I actually feel really good. Really, really good about the Jaguars. Plus four and a half at home against the Colts. Divisional game, home dog. The Jaguars gave that game back to the commanders. This Colts team, it's wide and touch Bucks Saints. Certain teams have certain teams' numbers. The Colts can't beat the Jags. The Jags have covered the last five series meetings between these teams, and they've won and covered their last six hosting the Colts. Do you remember last week, last year's week 17? Do you remember it? I remember it. I certainly remember week 18 because we got 17 weeks now. Carson Wentz was fired. Fired because he couldn't beat the Jaguars. That was an 11, 11 and a half point line, if I'm not mistaken. Jaguars won out right. <laughs> Indy, they don't know what they are. Matt Ryan had to, he thought he was back in Falcons, black and red, trying to come back against the Texans 20 to three. This Jags team made plays on defense. And made plays on offense. How about the rookie first overall draft pick, Trayvon Walker, getting on the board, forcing a turnover? Gotta love that. Jaguars at home. I really, really like this number, and I'll leave you on that. 64%. 64% of the bets are on the Colts. 93% of the money is on the Jaguars right now. 64% of the bets on the Colts. Almost all of the money is on the Jaguars. Give me the Jags with the points. I, I got to leave you with a dog. But the four official plays as we wrap up and get you out of here. I got the Ravens minus three and a half over the Fins. I got the Panthers plus two against the Giants on the road. I got the Packers minus nine and a half at home against the Bears. And I am dancing with a three-team eight-point teaser. Rams minus two and a half. Broncos minus one and a half. Packers minus one and a half. And we get you out of here with a special fan duel promotion. It's a thousand dollar no sweat first bet podcast. Football season is underway. So now the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. That's free bets back. 
if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code MONACO to make sure you lock that in. Some of my favorite bets for this upcoming weekend. I love, I love the Ravens to smoke the Dolphins. Dolphins can't run the football right now. Going against a top five defense. Ravens at home. Contract here for Lamar. Call it emotional. Call it sharp because the public money's on the fence. Jerry. FanDuel. So many reasons to love it. Has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads of player props. You can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. Live betting, you get updated odds on games that have already started. The app's safe, secure, super easy. You get paid incredibly fast. So sign up today with promo code Monaco for your no sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Disclaimer, 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com forward slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342, Arizona. 1-888-789-777. Seven or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat Connecticut 1-800-9 with it Indiana visit ksgamblinghelp.com Kansas 1-877-770-STOP Louisiana 1-877-8-HOPE New York or text HOPE New York 467-369 New York Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789 Tennessee 1-800-522-4700 Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET West Virginia. That is how we wrap up the pod. Again, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review. All content will be jamming on Moneyline Monaco. You have yourself a wonderful weekend. Don't forget to hug your mothers. And as always, ta-ta real smooth. We'll see you for week three. Let's go. volume.